Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off a minute 69, which begins with Tony Fisher telling Angel that he needs to accept that Leslie Tiller's death was just another nasty accident and ends with Frank calling Angel into his office. And uh, we've got Rick back again. Welcome back. Oh, Scott, 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 what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Nick as well. Yes. You're not getting out of that so easy either. I mean, he's named. he's got the same name as the character. I do. <laughs> Even more on the hook than Scott. It helps yeah. that I don't go by Nicholas. Yeah, we've talked about the three layers of Nick's going on this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Nick's happening. Multitudes of Nick's. Multitudes of Nick's. Uh... If we had a we had a guest named Nick, that would really just throw everything off. Yeah. It would just yeah. start to get insane in here. But uh yeah, so this this is the scene where I I I I I have trouble with with the crew now. Like <laughs> like before it was like it was like you're frustrated but you understood their denial. Now he's literally telling them I saw a murder happen and they're just making fun of him. Yeah, it's it, like it, it, it's yeah, it's a textbook example of gaslighting in the workplace. Yes, it's Except, uh, it's sort know, of the breaking murder. point where you start to see how deep this infection goes. It kind of almost feels like an invasion of the body snatchers moment, mm-hmm. where you're like, "Oh, these guys are not as chill as I thought they were." Right. I don't think it matters how much evidence I present to them. Right. They're never going to believe it. I don't think there's convincing these guys. Right. I think I'm alone. Right. I'm a little worried. They bring up this idea of a guy named Ben Fletcher falling on his pitchfork. And if they look at Leslie Tiller and what happened to her, I got to wonder what the hell happened to Ben Fletcher. Oh, almost assuredly murdered. Yeah, yeah. definitely murdered. I mean, like, I, I am I am under the assumption that every single thing that they, every single death they thought was an accident was a murder. Yeah, there's like, never been an accident. Was Ben Fletcher's head separated from his body and left propped up on the pitchfork in the middle of his field and they're like oh yeah that looks like a accident to me god i've got some head up, up in that field oh, 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 oh. Some i wouldn't children of the corn thing i definitely wouldn't put it past them i would not put it past them to yeah. believe that how many times have exactly what we saw happen just without nicholas angel like the scene of like oh well happened again yeah I wonder I wonder what uh what the previous uh sergeant with the bushy beard 
what happened? Like, did he figure this out and that's why they killed him? Yeah, well, or did they I, I, kill him for another reason? That's very true. How did they react when one of their own died? What was that like? Just same, but same dip, derp, murder, a go-go. Well, he wasn't one of their own. He was another outsider, right? Because they only hire sergeants from the outside. Yeah, how long was he a sergeant? Have we talked know. about this? I, no. I, I, I mean, I think we've talked about it like vaguely, but I don't think we've really ever dug deep on it. There's no canonized answer. No, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think they ever explain it specifically. Yeah, just that he came before her, before him. I like to think that if like one of the Andes was like murdered, they would care a little bit more. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. It's uh, it it's I I love the way that Olivia Coleman says murder. <laughs> oh, it's great! <laughs> it is the delivery of an Academy Award winner yeah. in every sense of the way. <laughs> Absolutely. You hear that, oh. and you're like, give that woman an Oscar. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> She's fantastic. Well, what was it, Lester? like, yeah, love. He's <laughs> like, yeah, how, how over it she was over doing her job. Oh, the yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, uh. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, yeah, so, so do you think that this is, is this the same night, or is this the next day? Because they're in their uniforms now, right? That's true. Was this? Well, they were wearing their uniforms when they were when it was Andy's birthday. I think it's oh, like later that night. Oh, right. I forgot that that was Happy that wasn't the day. same day. Yeah, that's George right. George is wearing the fake breasts. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, that's right. She's wearing the fake boobs. Um, Those are away now. It's serious time. Yeah, it's been it's an accident. <laughs> Oh man, do you see on yes! the back wall? The, Holy shit! The picture of the last dog. Oh man, it looks like a, an R.I.P. Yes! to a previous, a previous dog. Oh, and he looks like he was a good boy. Yeah, looks old in the picture. He does look old in the picture. Looks kind of more like a seasoned, seasoned. Yes, he looks seasoned. That's great. It even has like a little plaque underneath the photo. Yeah. Also, there's no pictures of any other cops. It's just the dog. <laughs> Not the, not the chief of police. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, he looks kind of more like a... No, he, he kind of looks like kind of collie-ish. Yeah, he has like a collie German Shepherd vibe. I mean, definitely German Shepherd coloring. Yeah, he yeah. looks kind of like a German Shepherd, but hairier. He does look fuzzier than most. So he might be he might be a slight mutt, maybe. Have a little, little collie in him or something. Oh, a great catch. Yeah. That's good. Um... But uh, yeah, definitely not Saxon though. I don't think no. I don't think the coloring's right for Saxon. And yeah, it's a fuzzier dog I think than for Saxon. Um, but uh, it's <laughs> it's nice that they respect their uh, canine uh, police Unit. officers. Yeah, enough to uh, memorialize them <laughs> and immortalize them <laughs> in the wall of the police station. Does that does that get replaced when Saxon dies? No, does it get replaced, or do they just add Saxon on a different wall? I think they add Saxon on a different wall. Okay, it'd be better if it could be one wall, but I guess they yeah. don't have enough dogs. Yeah, have like a whole mural of previous officer dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a little button underneath where it's if you hit it, it's Jim Broadbent saying the dog's name. <laughs> Duke, <laughs> Ryder, Saxon, Saxon, Bill. <laughs> Even when he's in prison, they still go back to him. <laughs> Can you say the name of the dog, please? Bandit. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Bandit is a good name for a police dog. Bandit. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Hero. Hero. <laughs> yeah, but good for them. Yeah. But no, I I you can it's it's palpable Simon Pegg's or Nicholas's frustration. Yeah. And it's scary. It's it, it's always scary to to put yourself in the position of characters like this. Yeah. Slowly realizing how alienated they are from their community. Uh-huh. Or the society that they found themselves in. Yeah. Slowly coming to the realization that the institute that they've put all of their trust in is not necessarily aligned to the viewpoint that they've held. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It reminds me of a scene in the first Mad Max movie way back in 1979 where Steve Bisley as Jim Goose, they've arrested a guy and he was there at the scene of the crime. Crime, Everything they've charged him with, they know he's 100% guilty of. And yet, because no witnesses show up, he gets to walk, and Steve Bisley's character is so upset over this development that the whole thing devolves into blows. And so you've got Steve Bisley on one hand trying to knock this guy out. The court-appointed attorneys are getting in the way. Mel Gibson's trying to hold him back. It's this insane scene, and it literally spills out of the building into the street. It's amazing. But it's probably a good example of you know post-apocalyptic Australia cops versus non-apocalyptic England cops. <laughs> right. Like, if, both Nick- hot, if Hot Fuzz was set in Sydney or some other suburb outside of it, this would be a different scene altogether. Sure. And and, mm-hmm. and in that first, especially in that first installment, both Max and Nicholas Angel are, you know, figures of law enforcement that decide that their own personal code of ethics and honor surpasses, like, the bureau- like the rules mm-hmm. and decide to take things into their own hands. Mm-hmm. It's true. I hope it worked out a little better for Nicholas Angel than it did for Max. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh yeah, I I um I think uh, the other bit of this that I really like the the this scene um is uh uh the bit where um he mentions what he was doing at Leslie Tiller's place. Oh yeah. Says I was buying a a Japanese pizza lily for uh <laughs> for officer butterman's birthday and danny like smiles oh and then my God, yeah. he's like he's like happy and then you cut to uh olivia coleman who makes this face of like i wasn't expecting to be shipping the two of them <laughs> what is happening oh my god yeah she is uh oh man she is ready to go home and write some fanfic that time that, that that's a great doris moment and she doesn't even have a line it's just like her reaction of like what yeah it's another instance of, you know, the original script having Danny be a different gender altogether. Right. Sure. Yeah. I was buying a Japanese piece. Yeah. But yeah. And Nick Frost's little suppressed, almost like, so it's almost like a Jane Austen move of like society says that she can't, that he can't smile. So yeah. He has to like keep it in. Yeah, no, it's good, and uh, and then he is like literally saying, "Am I, am I, am have I gone insane? Mm-hmm. Like what, like what, what, what is happening? What is happening?" And then they're like, "Oh, maybe you have gone insane. Maybe you're the one killing them all." Yeah. And he's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like it's just <laughs> the the level of gaslighting is in like it is it is. You could cut through the gaslight, yeah. like it's just. Well, maybe you did the murders. I don't think oh, happened. Oh man, just he's getting drowned in gaslight. Yeah. It uh, is a total 
Zoolander with Will Ferrell as Mugatu just shouting, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've felt like this before, for sure. For sure. You know what Olivia Coleman's eyes are saying is, all right, gay. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit, for sure. Um, I think she's into it, though. Um. Yeah, and then uh, and then he gets called in to uh, Frank's office. That little that patronizing paternal like finger wag mm-hmm. of like come in in my room. Yeah, it's also crazy that I mean I mean I know I know like just just from Nick Nicholas's perspective at this point, it's insane that Frank is blaming him. Yeah. No. Th- yeah. Th- he witnessed a murder. Yeah. And no one is buying. No it. one's even trying to believe him. Yeah. And the police, yeah, the, the last day of the minute, it's like, oh, what are we going to do with you? Ab- absolutely zero attempt to okay. believe him. We're not going to just the Wicker Man the movie gets, I think. Yeah. We're not going to just gloss over the fact that there was a cactus thief, right? Uh, yeah, uh, there there was a cactus thief. <laughs> I'm curious about what his deal was. Yeah. Was this a serial theft situation? Was were they stealing cactuses from everybody in town or was this strictly stealing Leslie cactuses Tiller? from the nursery? Like, I think just stealing them from Leslie Tiller. I think like that's why they brought it up. Who steals a cactus? The cactus thief. Someone who wants to so. get high. <laughs> yeah. Someone who wants to get fucked up. Oh, is that true? I don't know. Yeah, oh. I think I've seen cartoons or stuff where people like eat cactus juice or drink cactus and they're like, have. Oh. Hallucinatory, hallucinogenic experiences. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's why the cactus thief did what he did. We'll never know why he did what he did. <laughs> it's all that Netflix documentary comes out with all those cactus <laughs> thief tapes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess cactus thief. I mean, I guess the idea is funny. Like, I mean, she makes the joke about being being prickly. It kind of yeah. almost feels like a Hanna Barbera episode with them. Like, oh, remember when we solved the mystery of the cactus thief? It was a prickly customer. Like, they maybe they did at one point solve one crime. <laughs> oh, was the was the idea then? Oh, maybe the idea was that they were. It was. It was not a serial thief. It was a shoplifter once tried to steal a, ca- a cactus and then fell on the cactus, and that's why she's making the joke about him being a prickly customer. Oh, uh, we made it too cool. <laughs> he yeah. fell. He stole the cactus, started running, fell, and then the cactus just went completely through his torso to stick out yeah, the other yeah. side. That would be appropriately so, grisly for this movie. Once right. a dummy tried to steal a cactus, once. Right. Fell on it. They, all the police came. Right. Arrested him. He was murdered. Right. <laughs> and he was he was prickly because he had the cactus needle <laughs> sticking out of him. Uh, and, he was, and he was a customer, despite being a thief. <laughs> So there you go. Prickly customer. Another tale of Sanford crime. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, getting called into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. For Palmer. seeing a murder. For seeing a murder and daring, daring to tell people about it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all I got for this one. How about you guys? No, I'm good for you guys are good. Uh, guys, uh, TeePublic, duelinggenre.com slash merch is where you can find our TeePublic store where we have uh, all these great designs. Uh, what Lorraine What is uh, is one that I'm so proud of from the Rack of the Future days that Scott uh, created. Uh, Boston, Bossy Nova. 
uh, Cornetto Minute or two seasons of art, Spider-Man Minute, two seasons of art, just lot, all kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of cool shirts and mm-hmm. iPhone cases, coffee mugs, laptop stickers, and uh, it helps us out and you get to show your support. Yeah. Uh, and you and don't forget, you can buy anything from Public, and we'll get a cut, not just the stuff out of our store. That's doinggenre.com slash merch. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 70 for The Greater Good. The Greater Good. The Greater Good. The Greater Good.